Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Tribooth. Don't forget the code PAP200. Well, hopefully it's going to work in 2023. And Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Now, one thing that you don't hear much about, and that is an interface designed specifically for voiceover. Is yeah. there one? Specifically, nope. not for podcasting, not for live streaming, not for gaming, not for any of the other Not for studio, not no. for the recording side of voiceover. Not for broadcast. For the talent professional voiceover talent right Mm -hmm. and i'd say that the best thing right now is either you go completely minimal and get the least intrusive interface something that you know i don't know we has a decent enough mic preamp but then you're stuck with their mic preamp so i don't know something stupid like a scarlet (laughs) easy you know just or else you go all the way up to an apollo and you customize the hell out of it yeah I'm not too far off on your thought process there. It's it's kind of either low-ending it or going totally, you know, latest tech, digital, everything. $1,500 interface, yeah. practically. Yeah. So what would uh, a, an interface specifically designed for voiceover actually look like? What would it do? Oh, man. It would have a very good mic preamp on it, but yep. not insane. But it would have a mic preamp that's not just a necessarily a, a one chipper from like they're all the same really they're buying the same chip and they just well what about that. the neve 88m then that's the two channel neve audio interface yes yes that one that one is like things like the neve 88m and the apogee mini me those kinds of simple interfaces with very good preamps yeah but yep. it's missing some other key things i think well, it's missing loopback and ability to, or not necessarily, you, you don't really need loopback except for playback. That's the reason why you need loopback. No, but you don't have monitor, you know, the 88M, and I'm looking at it right now online, it does not have a monitor mix mode. It has either a mix or no mix, but you can't control the monitor mix, which to me okay, so is let's, really important. Let's, let's talk about the ideal voiceover interface. Is the low latency section software or hardware? Hardware. Hardware, good. A physical knob that you can turn to blend a monitor mix in real time. Yeah, just a just an AB knob, crucial. like a, a blend, like M-Box blend. style from... 19- more me on the left, more them on the right. Correct. Yep. That's, that's it. Yep. yep. Okay, so, so... SSL2 has that. SSL2 has it. Yep. Okay, so, so next thing is any processing on it. A high-pass filter. That's it. Does it have a that's compressor? It. Nope. Does it have a gate? Doesn't nope. need either of okay. them. Okay. Does it have a limiter? Nope. I would say well, that, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe. I think like an Apogee style soft clip might be okay. 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 Well, I can tell you what has that. The Sentrance MicPort Pro 3. Uh-huh. Okay. It's got the headphone monitor mix. It's got a hardware limiter that's very transparent. It's got a very, very clean preamp. With and it, has a, it has a killer stupid battery. 
Okay, that's it's, it has one major black eye, and that's the battery. Yep. It has to be charged. It has to be plugged. Or charging or charged at all times to use it. Yep. It will screw you if not. Yes, it needs two USB cables to use it. So that's its major black eye. That other than that, it checks to me. It checks all. Does it have that's a loopback? The, the podcast one has a yeah. loopback, so you can do playback to your connection, right? No, it doesn't. The the, the Micport Pro does not have a loopback, so okay. it's missing that. So feature. so so that's the one other thing. If you're going to do it, you're either going to have that in software. But if if we're saying, and I think I agree with you that just an easy interface, no software and low latency monitoring, and if you just wanted to do like loopback, it'd be easy to have a knob on the thing instead of a software solution. And there's more flexibility in a software solution, but most VO talent just need here. Whoever I'm talking to, hear what I hear for a second. And yep. uh, so it should have a loopback probably. It should have a loopback. It's something that the clients are becoming more and more, expecting more and more of the actor to be able to play back a take. Like it's just becoming the norm. Which is yep. really annoying. Yeah, it's really annoying. <laughs> just get, but it should be annoying. Yeah. Don't worry about your interface not having it. Just yeah, get it next. should be stupid easy. It should just be built in, and it should just do it. Now, there's not many that do that. At the really low end of price point, the um, believe it or not, the Steinberg. Well, the Steinberg UR12, is the one. Yeah, that, that was one of the first ones to come out with a low latency mixer built into it, and it has a driver for loopback. You yeah, have to how about the it. Motu M2? I don't think it does loopback. Not I think the it way does. We need it to do it. I believe it does. Does it? I believe. I've had too many clients with M2s that have issues. Oh, really? Like noise and some flakiness that I've just been, oh. as much as I want to love Motu, and I think their hardware is really well made, I, I've had issues with the Motus, like several of them, not just one. So mm, I'm a little so bit- So Motu. Yeah, and that does not have no a physical two, oh, two. monitor knob mixing knob on it. You have to use their- Oh, you have to use their app. Okay, their so that rules that console. one out. Okay. Yeah. That's the same as the audience. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go really high end, and I'm gonna suggest yep. the Crane Bridge 500 series interface with the USB interface built in. Crane Bridge or the Cranborn? Cranborn. 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 <laughs> what is that? It's like some Bottle cartoon from when we were five. Cranborn. <laughs> Mom, Mom, Daddy went to court and he went right. I don't know. Jeez, boy, that's, that's some cartoon back in the back of my head. Your fifties stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> a bit like myself. <laughs> but so, that one. so so keeping score here, the SSL two is dang close, but no loop back. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the closest one. Like that's the one I, I never. I don't think that ever... Cranborn has loop back either. I don't think so. But it does and, in the sense that it does have. I bet you you could just jam two XLR cables out and back into itself, and it could do it in hardware because it's got eight channels. You can make the mix minus. Yeah, if you can do the you you can make you can probably make your own mix minus on it. That's the key. But it should just have it in the box, right? It should just come this way. It should just be a a knob that does it. Yeah. So another one that none of us have talked about, but I'm pretty familiar with, is made by Yamaha of all companies, the AG03. Is this more like like a little mixer or is it an interface? Well, it's very it's it kind of treads the line. If yeah, it's kind of like it, one of those interface mixers, like like a mixer with yes. a USB port on it. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a tiny little Mackie mixer with a USB port on mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Yep. But it has this interesting three position switch on it, which switches between three modes. One is 
dry or direct one two, which means it simply records input one and input two USB to the computer, just like any other plain Jane basic interface. Position two, it's actually running, recording the mix coming out of the device. So anything coming in is mixed and then recorded, which also lets you then loop in some DSP. It actually has built-in DSP. So you can set up a high-pass filter, a compressor, an EQ. Pretty nifty. Then it, it also has built-in has, DSP, but I mean, yes. it, its control is like some single knob on a preset menu built into the thing, or is it actual? Nope. It's a it software control. It has a software on-off dumb mode, and it has a software ex- mm. expert mode where you can program it completely. So basically, it's got everything except for a snotty mic preamp. Exactly. What, what it, is it? On a Fidelity the Yamaha, line, what? it's probably the same as the Steinberg because Yamaha owns Steinberg, and yep. Yamaha makes the hardware, Steinberg makes the driver, and that's what is it? Yamaha know. what? AGO3. And they released a new edition of it. So after about six, seven years, they came out with a new one to update it. So the new one's probably got better, hopefully has better specs, but. 150 bucks. It's in the right price zone. Does it have digital so you can like slam your own mic preamp? I mean, like you can always get your own mic preamp and then just go with, uh, it's not like it, you know. It's got a computer. Well, here's the thing. If you want an audio interface that can take a proper line input and doesn't just pad the mic input, you have to go up market. Like mm, nobody has a proper hardware like, line level, a more bypass. minimal design, basically. Well, yeah, you have to go to an Apogee or an Apollo. I don't or an think RME so. I think or, I think you can just go with like a Scarlet. What is it? The Solo that the second port is line input. No, it's an instrument input. Is it it's a high Z uh, instrument? Still high input. Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what about the yeah. audience? The ID forty four. I thought it's probably a padded down mic pre. Here's why. I, here, okay, yeah. so recently I actually, up, I recently cross graded a client. I won't say upgraded. I'll just say cross graded. She had an ID twenty two for years. She's mm-hmm. had a couple of them because they failed on her a couple times. Oops. And so, so we're getting to this point where she was trying to do too many things, and we were running out of mixes, and it was getting frustrating for her. She couldn't do loopback, for example. So I tried to figure out a hardware software workaround using another audio interface connected to it via optical cable, TOS link. And it was driving her crazy because something would always be on the wrong clock rate. She was always having to fiddle with it. It made her nuts. And I said, let's move you over to the the Apollo because now you're going to really enjoy the fact that you can digitally set your preamp at the precise gain setting for any session and recall that anytime you want. You can't do that on the ID stuff. The ID stuff all has a hardware, it's a hardware preamp gain yeah. knob. Yeah. So some would say that's a pro because it seems more purist to have a physical on analog gain knob, I guess. But man, once you I, have a I, digital I, I say gain. The digital gain control has so many advantages. Yeah. Not, not the least of which that thing's going to last a lot longer. If not, right. that you never have to worry pot. about dirt getting in yeah. the pot. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I once I set, set it up for her and showed her, made some recalls that have specific gain settings for different types of client work that she does, and she saw that she could just load a preset. And how long ago was this? Last week. So you, you're still you're still promoting Apollos, man. I th- I thought you were like you're like <laughs> a, I am. When, you keep when, on going when, back when to the same certain, bags. You're selling the same stuff to everyone, man. When you're in a certain echelon of voiceover work, and you 
are using two microphones in your booth and you've got a desk workstation and a booth workstation and you occasionally coach people who come into your studio and are going to be in your booth and you sit at your desk and sometimes you mix in your monitor speakers, sometimes yeah. you mix in your headphones it's the new- and you have to do loopback and you do source connect and you record yourself. So, so here's what it you is. You need sophisticated shit. It used to be the voiceover guy with a Mackie 1402 or 1202 mixer and an ISDN box. And the new setup of that is the Apollo, you know, where that's your mixer. Um, But even that is a pretty long in the foot setup. I mean, that has been the setup for 10 years easily with that Apollo twin. The Um, Apollo is in no real way changed in 10 years. mm -hmm. I I have the original one. They added talk back to it, which is actually a question I was going to ask. Does a professional voiceover audio interface need a talk back? Do we assume that you have a booth? And you need to have a talk. You back. don't need talk back because a professional voice actor generally isn't coaching or okay. needing a talk back. It it was handy as back in the day when you would be sitting outside your booth and then you would hear the ISDN go chirp chirp and then you'd want to be able to say be right in and then you know yeah I I still find it nice when people yeah. have that setup. You can that's one of those things that you can tell when someone has their setup dialed in. They can actually talk to you fluidly from inside and outside the booth without. Yes. Yeah, um, well, that's true. And that's what the ID44 does, because I'm actually using the talkback as we speak for this. Oh, let me ask you this. Yeah, this is a key thing. I'm so glad you mentioned this. This is a tangent. Sorry, guys, but... We love tangents. It's a, it's a real thing. So the Apogee... the I'm sorry, Apogee, I'll say Apogee every time I mean Apollo. Sorry. The Apollo Twin X, which is what I set up for my client, has the talkback mic, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she also has a talkback mic on her desk, which is plugged into channel two of the Apollo. We wanted to make that mic the talkback mic. You can do that. You cannot do that with the Apollo. Yes, you Uh. can. I have switched what the talkback mic input is to a a handheld mic from the built-in mic on the Apollo. You can definitely switch Universal Audio said no. And this is, again... Drew I did from it. Universal I, I Audio, videos. who I've been talking to for years about Apollo stuff, who insists you can't do it. I've done it. So if you know how to do it, please, you, go, you just go to the I.O. matrix and one of the things is labeled talkback. It's yeah. at the bottom and you switch it for what input you want it to actually be. You can only do that at the driver level. You can't do it at the hardware level. You, you can do it right in the, interface, my, like, in the interface settings. You can't change what hardware jack on the Apollo is feeding the talkback circuit. Yes, you can. You can't do it. I swear to God, we've done it. All right. You got to show me the setup. I don't believe it's possible. So, so, so imagine you're looking at the IO matrix, right? Yeah. On the left side. I have it open right now. Okay. On the left side, scroll all the way down the talkback inputs on the bottom. Yeah. Okay. And then you can, just like all the other inputs, you can click on it and pick a different one. Yeah, but you're 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 changing the channel in the driver. You're not changing the physical analog hardware assignment to that channel. I'm I'm making it so that when you press the talkback button, yeah. it uses mic channel two instead of the little PZO, whatever the hell it is, built into the interface. That makes sense to me, but I don't think I was able to get that to work. I've I've done that at the studio. Like, I got two talkback mm-hmm. mics. I got one for the Amec Big, and then the other one is the Apollo. It makes total sense, and absolutely you should be able to do this. And when I ask the quote-unquote expert at Universal Audio, Drew, who's a great guy, and I talked to him countless times, he says, no, can't be done. Literally, that's the answer. It's in my forum. It says, no, mm. we can't do it. 
Interesting. So, I don't know what to tell you there. I see. But going Otherwise, back on the topic again, yeah. let's just let's just assume because there's like like Robert said at the very beginning, there's either the analog, completely analog way of doing everything, or there's way the simple, high quality. Way. Right. Yes, and they're two different animals, right? So if we're focusing, we know we can do it digitally. The Apollo does it. The ID forty four essentially does it, but. Is there a way to do it all in a basically analog way and not have it be, say, like the SSL Big Six or some really expensive big console? You know, because the SSL gets pretty close. The SSL, well, I think okay, it's called the, 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 yeah, the, the, um, yeah. the Neve is $1,300. How much is the Big Six? The SSL Six is $1,500 smackers. Wow. $1,500. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to have way more routing than the than the Neve. I, I installed it for a client of mine as a replacement for his Mackie mixer. We're not even using a third of its capabilities. It's- we'll see there, but once again, that's that's what the the issue is with what is the interface for a voiceover. We don't need all that stuff. Right, right. The SSL stuff, right. six to the average voice actor is going to look like a freaking spaceship. It's got a lot of knobs and buttons on it. Exactly. One one last feature in the hardware only simple but high quality voiceover interface. We've got a simple mix knob with a high quality preamp and a true line input option. Right. A high pass filter, um, a peak limiter like a peak soft limiter. clipper, very 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 just transparent soft clipper. Yeah. Um, a loop back. Yeah. Hardware loop back. Hardware loop back, and a and a recorder. To a to a to a USB disc. Oh, that's totally a bonus. That would be a yeah. huge bonus. And that's it. And then oh, there's a backup. You mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. an onboard backup recorder. Just boom. Yeah. Which is yeah. so handy for an actor who's doing a two-hour-long narration like record session. Oh, absolutely. And then you've had a fail of some kind. If anybody makes that, I'm suing them. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's uh, the closest to making it? To be honestly, really, it's the closest to making that is Centrance. They have the if, recorder. If, if, they, they they have everything except for and, and they do have the loop back because they have the, the three four. On the mic port pro, you can take your output and with a eighth inch cable plug it back into the three four input, can't you? Yes, but that isn't a loop back to the client. It's a loop back to the engineer. Like you'll you'll be able to hear a loop back, but they won't hear the loop back because mm-hmm. yeah. it's not mixed into the No, I I think it's 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 the mixer the mixer oh. face is a two-channel interface. Period. It's not yes, a, and it has a three. It has a um. Here, wait. let me go get it. It has a three-four input, and the the second two inputs feed the stereo. It's like a it's like a four input down to two. Mm, yeah, mm, yeah, maybe actually. The 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 portcaster is the new one. I have that one too. Right, and that one gives you even more flexibility because that lets you literally plug in a different device to use as a phone patch or like an iPhone or a Mac, anything with a TRRS cable. Right, right. That's the difference. On the other one, it's just a TRS. Right, yeah. And this one is a TRRS because it gives you a send and a receive. Yeah, exactly. Which it's super handy. works Which might be, so so the question is, you can use the send. I mean, like that's where you can use it for a But it has the same annoying battery charging problem. Yeah. So you have to charge it They both have, you know what? I am sure there's a hack out there. It's not a hack. It's just a double-headed cable. It's a cable that has two USB-C. You have to braid, you have have to take two cables and braid them together nicely. So you just think of it as one cable. Right. And then on the other end of it, have some sort of ridiculous 
adapter so that you don't have to eat two ports on your computer. It By is the way, annoying. Somebody makes that. Oh no, actually no, it's the reverse. I have a uh, I for a while there I had a Mix Pre 3 made mm-hmm. by Sound Devices. Yep. I gave it to my dad, but it has the opposite. It uses a USB 3.0 port on the unit. That big fat one that's got blue inside it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It's blue. I don't know why they make it blue because it's USB 3. It's that it looks like a printer port with an extra lump on top. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> It looks like a printer port with an extra lump on the top. It's a USB-B port, like on a printer, but it has another little additional lump on top. That's USB 3. Yeah, so it has a USB 3 port, right? Yeah. And then the cable that plugs into that has two USB connectors, A's on the other end. One is for charging and one is for signal. So what we need is the reverse of that, where it's one USB-A port on one end, or C, and then it splits to USB-C, for both charging and signal on the source on the interface. Does the sound devices have anything that gets better than the um, Sentrance here? Because the Sentrance basically doesn't have a true line level input. The sound devices is complicated to use in comparison. Yeah. Really, com- I mean, even in basic because it has it's kind of cool. It has basic mode and advanced mode. Mm-hmm. Even in basic mode, it's definitely more complicated to use than the mixer face. Or the any of the centric stuff. Well, the mixer face, the great thing about it is like there is no driver. It's right. got arguably good enough electronics in it. It is all single chip, good. but it is well designed. It's the and, best you can make it for yeah, that. For for that price. type of yeah, construction basically. Yeah. Um talking about the playback thing. I thought I actually made the ID forty four do playback. I thought you mm-hmm. did. But I did, and it, but unfortunately you, you it sort of loop, started looping itself literally. Was that correct? Is that what happened? It's possible. Remember? It doesn't have a proper mix minus. It might have a loopback. It doesn't have a mix minus and a loopback. Or, or you have okay. to unrecord arm your software so that when you're playing back, you can't have your input live on your software. So if I go to now, this is, I'm probably going to not be able to hear you, but I'm going to try just something just for the hell of it and see if I can make this thing work. <clears throat> so if I go to, I'm going to go to. A queue, which should allow me to open that up, which should start everything looping back. Am I looping back at your end? One, one check, one, check. One, two, yes. two, yes, two, two. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, uh, we're getting the... You're getting both? Back. Okay, so if yeah, I we're can... Getting both. We're getting both. I can hear, I my, can chair. hear my chair. <laughs> I can, can hear, hear a whale. whale. <laughs> From Marjan Island to Sabanias Island, we cover everything that affects your life in the Emirates. We, we heard, heard that. that. Yep, we heard yeah, that. we that. also we hear ourselves. Okay, so, so that, as that, long as you disengage that whenever you're done playing back, and then engage it for right. playback, and then disengage it again. This is common with some loopback setups. You usually have to defeat your microphone input, or some sort of like you might have to defeat whatever input it is. And by the way, the Yamaha has the same problem. Yeah, but did, that, that actually did work, though, didn't it? You heard yes, that it did work. Yeah. The, the who has the same problem? The little Yamaha AGO3 has the same problem. When you flick it into loopback, it's not a mix minus loopback. Yeah. It's just a loopback. So if you're like on Source Connect or Zoom, they're going to hear themselves talking. So you have to flick the switch, like flick it to loopback, hit play. When you're done playing, flick it flick back, back again. Right. And yeah. turn or, it off. or you have to turn off your mic, hit play, yeah. then stop right. and turn your, Yeah. You have to, right, you have right. to one way or the other block the in, interface from being an input. Yeah. Again. But if I did playback anyway, I would have to come get out the booth and come out here so I could do that. 
True. And there is something good about that, actually, because usually when you do playback, if they're re-recording it, it depends on the purpose. But a lot of the times people will play back, but they still have their mic live. So they're just doubling up on the noise on the playback. And if you're just playing back for someone to decide if it's a good take or not, that's no big deal. And actually good, because then you can talk to them while playback is happening. On the other hand, if you're in a situation where someone says, I didn't get that, can you send that to me again? In that case, they want you to play it back and they want you to kill all other inputs. So they're Mm -hmm. just getting playback only. Um, So there's like little nuances to this whole loopback. But you could do that. See, with the ID44, if you made your main channel the talkback, then all you have to do to kill that uh, channel is just to turn off the talkback and it kills it. So if I turn off the talkback, I just disappeared. Ah, So... mm -hmm. Um, so all I would do for playback is press that button and play back what I just recorded. Right. And as long as your other channels are turned down or muted, because I know that thing's yep. got like four mic preamps. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. But I'm just allocating what gets sent to you. So at the moment it's just the talkback mic. But if I um, pull up uh, the Mac or Source Connect or whatever, uh, Wavelength. But you have to do all of this from the digital console. Correct. On screen with your mouse. Yeah. And Where quickly you, and gracefully. Yeah. Yeah, where if you had um, that whole on a at, actual mixer on your desk doing exactly the same thing, be fabulous. Well, if it if it had the mix minus, it would be fabulous. Yep. If you didn't even have to worry about that, and it was just mix a it was a mix minus, it would be. I I think fabulous. maybe maybe the only other one is like you go over to the Behringer like eight channel USB mixers that are more complex. So they're not hardware based, but they have a recorder built into it. But is that called for, the uh, wing? I forget. But it's else? it's too complex, really, when you think yeah, about it. It's so complicated. So yeah. it's like you know you're you're talking about okay if the recorder is the recorder a like must have because if it is then you're talking about a, a RME a sound devices a Sentrance. RME RME can record internally. RME makes interfaces that have USB inputs. Do you mean that have in onboard SD recorders? Yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't know they did that. They do that. Um, but that's a price point. That's the $1,000. That's like $1,500 or yeah. more. Yeah. More, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was looking at the uh, I was looking at the RME, uh, but it was just so expensive. That I, and I thought I'd just give the audience a go. And I'm glad, really, as long as it doesn't go pop, um, I find the audience so much more simple. To, simpler to use than the mm-hmm. um, the RME Total Mix. Definitely. Oh yeah, say, without uh, a doubt. Do, yes, for sure. Yeah. Then there's another company we haven't talked about called. Well, we did talk about Personas before, but Personas makes this little mixer called Studio Live. Yeah. Eight, I think it is, or six. And I installed two of these little mixers because they had all the. They checked all the boxes, right? You could do the loopbacks. You could do a monitor mix. You could do a mix for headphones. Yeah, you could do a recording internally. It's definitely not as simple as a Sentrance, but it's. Uh, yep. But it was all analog, right? It was yep. not a digital mixer. It checked all the boxes except for one. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> it's not. It's the 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 Personas is a. Are you sure it's not a digital mixer? The basic Studio Live they have have a, they have a very simple analog mixer interface. They're not digital. They're not digitally internal. They just have USB really interfaces. Yeah, I didn't know they. they I thought all their stuff was digital. Okay. Yeah, the Studio Live. It's called the. I don't even want to say the name out loud because then somebody will go buy one. 
It's called the it's called the AR8C. AR8C. Okay. So so say that. <laughs> the AR8C. <laughs> ARA AR8 Eric. R eight C A R eight C terrible naming. I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, I thought this is it. It checks all the boxes. It does absolutely everything. It even has a Bluetooth feed. It has recording to an SD card. On yeah, and on yeah, and on. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was so excited. Except I had two of them installed in studios. Burn up. The mm-hmm. power supplies smoked, literally smoked. And and <laughs> You know, that's like, that's a, that's a real problem. <laughs> it's a, yeah. a major problem, I would have thought, yes. <laughs> when when your client, when Tara Strong says, George, there's smoke coming out of my mixer. George, but here is one that we ran into <laughs> with, um, with I forget his name now, but the uh, the Tascam has a recorder built into it. Oh, the 12. And and we know it has a loopback capability, don't we? Yeah, the Model 12 is extremely impressive piece of kit, I have to admit. It's They're what, like definitely bigger bucks, and, 600 Yeah, it's bucks? definitely much bigger and more complicated than I would like it to be. <laughs> but the Tascam Model 12 is really excellent. Yep. It does everything. It does USB in and out, digital recording internally. It's got an analog, one knob, one function kind of thing. Like totally. The, you know, like you can see what you got. Yep, it's got record arm buttons on each channel, so you can tell which ones you're actually recording. The preamps are probably meh. And the preamps are reportedly pretty good. Um, okay. It's got low cut switches on inputs at 100 hertz, which is an interesting compromise. It's got a one knob compressor. It's got a what a mid sweep EQ or what's the EQ like? It's got a mid sweep EQ. And yeah, then what, like two or three sends, I think. Two aux sends. Yeah, and those two aux sends can be. Pre or, uh, I gotta say, it is freaking ridiculous what you can get for eight hundred bucks. Like, no, can it's you, killer. Like, you and I it travel is. back to nineteen ninety six and think about all of that, and then you and I would say like, mm, that probably cost about like six thousand dollars for all of that." Exactly, and the official yep. name of the product is the Model Twelve Mixer Slash Interface Slash Recorder Slash Controller. Because <laughs> it does it's a all controller that too. Like, it's like a it's USB. a controller too. It's a fader controller. Yes. No. It. Those aren't moving faders. Yeah. No, they're not flying faders. But no, they're not. It will control. They're not flying faders, dog. but somehow it's still a controller. Yes, that's it does all that stuff ah. in one mixer. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a crazy it capable thing. Can't be a very thing. good controller. And and Bluetooth, which you can assign to channels nine. Oh, 10 it's got Bluetooth too. And it has what else? Does it have TRRS? It doesn't have TRRS, but it's, it's got, got literally it's got everything more mic else. preamps than you need. Yeah. Now, if they made a Model 6 that had all the same everything, but with half the channels. Half the preamps, yeah. That would be compelling. But it's got eight mic preamps. Like, just nobody needs that in a home voiceover studio. Okay, so here's I pose this one then. So you go out and you buy yourself a Grace M101, maybe an M102 if you want compression. Mm -hmm. Then you get yourself a a really clean, super clean interface that has no preamps. It just is a direct into your system, yep. and Punk. then you have Source Nexus. Yes, do it all you could definitely do that. Digitally. I'll, I'll one-up you. You okay. just get an interface that does optical in and out, okay? And then yep. you go get yourself an Apogee AD1000, which is this old 20-bit interface, but supposedly it's got a millennia mic preamp in it with an Apogee converter. Oh, really? Because <laughs> a lesser-known product is the millennia... 
that supposedly has an Apogee con- uh, converter in it. They sort of agreed to swap stuff, but not like you don't find anywhere not that Apogee label. says it's not on the label, but they just swapped. It's a backdoor but, deal. <laughs> but I can tell you this. I've recorded a lot of orchestras with that thing. Mm-hmm. And that 81,000 is on the level of the John Hardy, I think. Mm-hmm. I've got a few of them. And the great thing about them is they just have an optical out, mm-hmm. which before Apple got rid of it, Apple's just had optical ins. That's right. The Mac um, Mini and the iMac had an optical line in and a the, Mac Pro. The the problem with that setup is that you you start to have trouble like like with what you're suggesting is that you start to have trouble with your low latency monitoring if it's like a really bare bones interface that just does in and out line level or digital mm-hmm. and then and as soon as you start trying to find an interface that will do your low latency mix bam there's a preamp it, invariably it's going to throw a preamp at you I know I'm telling you these products just they're they I used to install the Fireface, uh, not the Fireface. It was called the Echo Fire, Firebox, or I can't remember Audio Fire. Maybe that's what it was called. But, but, Echo but Audio Echo. Fire. Yeah, yeah, Echo. Like way back in the early two thousands. You're yeah, talking about. Yeah, it was about. TRS line in. It was and a PCI line card. And well, they had a PCI card and they had a FireWire one. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what it did. That's all we needed. Line in, line in, balance. So, that's so it. you can you can do this type of thing. You can get yourself like any any of the snotty interfaces, a benchmark, an apogee, an Aurora, and you can get them with FireWire, Thunderbolt, right. possibly USB. They always have the Pro Tools interfaces because they let you buy the interface card for the converters. Yeah. But like I said again, no mixer. No low latency mixer. So now you're like building a whole setup which yes i can build I, I it out of building built, blocks i don't think that's built for a voiceover person that's no. a voiceover person building things for themselves because it doesn't exist yeah i've done that too i've done every iteration i know you have robert i mean we've built these things to solve problems for people and give them what they want but they're always this lincoln logs you know connect the dots yeah. rig which 20 years ago was the norm and nowadays I, is overly cum- cumbersome, too expensive, and not portable <laughs> either. Yeah, yeah. We didn't I, even mention portable, but that's well. I, I I do think a voiceover, a professional voiceover's interface is portable. I I think I think all professional voiceover person should need is a pair of headphones, a mic, a well treated room, and a laptop and an interface. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, yeah. It's cause sort of, but but I finding disagree. it at the highest quality. You you disagree? I do. I think every um, professional um, voice person should have at least four preamps, upmarket as possible, uh, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, at least two booths. Um, <laughs> and a tri-booth. Yeah, and, and, tri- and, and a beard. Shouldn't they and all beard. have beards? Yes. And a Vespa. You must have and a Vespa, Vespa for sure. Yeah. And an accent. But you yeah. can't tell what it is. <laughs> That's right. A generic yeah. mid-Atlantic <laughs> accent. Can't really place it. <laughs> exactly. See, and they, the, the problem solved. That's it. That's all you need. We can place him everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Yeah. He's a real nowhere man. He speaks with authority from, I don't know. Yeah, from somewhere. But we're not sure. Uh, this is a okay. this is a this is a query we will never solve. But we all know that the product does. Still, we still know after this whole thing. That the product doesn't exist, but I think the AG03 Mark II is the closest. I it. think the Sentrance is closer because it has built-in mm-hmm. recording. 
because it's built in recording. I'm willing to forgive it for, as long as you know it and you don't let that battery go down. It will screw you if that happens. Yeah. So that is the one thing about it. One simple cable, like a little right eighth cable inch, eighth inch cable. You 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 got your low light. You got your loop back with one knob, and uh, you got a decent enough preamp input. It's got a high pass filter. It's got it's got the clip. You know the the uh, the soft clip. It checks most of the boxes. It's driverless. It's fiddly is the problem. There's the problem. It's it's tiny. It's got tiny switches. It needs a weird battery thing. That's that's its Achilles heel. Yeah, but I think you because we're talking about voiceover people using this thing. So the more complex it is, the more you're going to get in trouble. I mean, you guys both. But it's it's know, not very complex. It has things like, like for instance, it tries to help you. The switches are recessed. So once you set it, there's no way you are flipping the switches to the wrong place by accident. Yeah. Because when you need to switch the plate switches to the right place, you will curse them because you need a little tiny tool to, you know, you need like a paper clip or something to flick yeah. them. It, I think it that's is a pretty good thing. simple. I like it. I think it is a good thing. It's fiddly, but that's Voice not actors have fiddly. one mode of operation they need to be in, yeah. period. Yeah. Exactly, it and forget um, it. I I really think it. if he just if he just allowed for an external power supply into that thing, well, he especially did. they had a cable lock on well, it. You, you use a USB power supply. That's it. You just use a regular old phone charger, and that's your your power supply. That's that's your no. I know that, on. but the problem is if that thing goes down to zero, it's not booting up right away. Hmm. Well, I know. That's I mean, but you're problem. saying if it had a dedicated power supply, and I'm saying, well, yes, that is like a, boot from zero. Like a no, USB charger will boot from zero. You plug it in, and it will turn on. No, it won't. No, no. I don't know if you remember. If it we runs had that one down client. to dead, it has to charge for a while. If it runs down for on. dead, you're not. Yeah, it's it's like it uh, it is it is a bad situation. Mm. Ooh, that's like no good. battery. You can plug it in, and then it's going to wait until it has enough of a charge to boot up. Mm. And if you were like, oh, I got a quick session, like, I I think the same thing would happen with the NTG four. If you need it, well, no, because the NTG four can work off Phantom, can't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so not an issue there. Yeah, so. I just sent you a link to a possible splitter cable that's worth buying on Amazon and testing to see if it will do the charging and data duties from one USB C port. Right, and that and that's nice to have, and just yeah. never let it run down to zero. If that Which, works, if I understand right, with most great. battery stuff, you don't want to run them down to zero, anyways, because that hurts the battery typically. Yeah, um, well, lithium batteries have a, a protection circuit that prevent it from doing that, undercharging, overcharging, discharging, all that stuff. But yep, yeah, it's God, it's crazy. Every yeah, every time, even when companies literally put the name VO in the product, they still don't get it right. Yeah, <laughs> focus Speaking right. Speaking of batteries, I, I do have a fun little tech story. You guys are going to laugh at me. My kick around 2012 MacBook that I like because it has a normal keyboard mm-hmm. and not a scribble strip that does stupid stuff. Yep. <laughs> it was having this pro. it was been a workhorse. And then all of a sudden for the last two weeks, it uh, began like randomly just you're working and it reboots itself. You're like, what the fuck? Oh, I did it God. like 10 or 20 yep. times. And then one day I'm working there with within my lap and the thing just like, Pops a screw out, like kind of shoots it out. It doesn't just like, it's like, bing. And the bottom plate kind of dropped down. And I'm like, oh gosh, yeah, battery's kind of, the battery's exploding. Yeah. And then, but it stopped rebooting itself. 
It's like uh, your MacBook had a big so meal and now it's pressure. relaxed. It cannot, yeah, it's like whatever pressure it had on it's like, that yeah. fixed it. Okay. One day, <laughs> oh, that's the craziest thing ever. <laughs> one day you'll just hit and it will put itself back together again. Yeah, like 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 one day I'm just going to be typing and I'm going to look at my fingers and they're going to be melted off and like, oh shit, it started leaking. Yeah. Like the keypad is gone. It's just a sea of acid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's we bonkers. had an iPhone do that. One morning got up, it had been on the charger, and it looked like a terrapin or a turtle oh, really? sitting on the bench. Yeah, it was just this puff, like a, up. a puff of fish. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. I, I turned in my I, my iPhone to, to T-Mobile, and I remember going like, because they had some deal, like any condition or whatever, except they had little fine print because my iPhone had taken the glass and pushed it off. You could... <laughs> You could get your fingernail underneath most of it, and the battery just like expanded to the. But the thing still worked. George, you remember that iPhone? Your your girlfriend like couldn't stand it and had to buy it a case. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like like that thing. I ran that thing like well into the ground. Like <laughs> excellent batteries. Yeah, who needs them? Good luck editing that one. <laughs> well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite with thanks to Tribooth and Austrian Audio recorded using Source Connect edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group to leave a comment, suggest a topic or just say day. Drop us a note at our website theproaudiosuite.com 